1: a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. I just learned the best way to manage my anxiety. Check this
0: out. We're kind of in the great anxiety. Everybody's anxious about something and AI is coming. And I've found over the years that I've had my best experiences in the world. Doing things in nature that have pushed me have allowed me to find the best sense of who I am.
1: That's Shelby. She's the author of the brand new book, Will to Wild and a passionate adventurer. She believes that adventure and nature has the power to improve our mental well-being and help us to connect with ourselves in ways that we don't normally get to do her work as an adventurer and a journalist has appeared everywhere from Outside Magazine, CNN, ESPN, and the San Diego Tribune. She's surfed from Canada to Costa Rica, sandboarded down desolate dunes in Cape Town, paddled down a remote portion of the Amazon River, and interviewed countless CEOs, thought leaders, activists, and athletes on assignment. And in her new book, she aims to encourage you to step out into the world, embrace your will to wild, take risks, and discover who you truly are. It honestly was a super fun conversation. I always love getting the chance to speak with Shelby. So let's jump right into it. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming back.
0: Greg, it's always an honor to talk to you and congrats on your big adventure, the adventure of love.
1: Yeah, yeah. actually don't even know if my listeners know, but I am getting married in 13 days from the date of this recording. Uh, so August 12th and... It's weird that it's here because we've been engaged for three years, so it like feels both like where did the last three years go, and also how are we already here at the same time?
0: That's something you should talk about because of all like the wild. Like, I really should. Yeah, all of the wild ideas I've done. I think finding love is. I know it sounds cheesy, but it's like the most important.
1: Mm-hmm. So actually, this is a really good um, place to start. I think so. Your new book it's called Will to Wild. It is out now everywhere, I assume, like wherever you can get books.
0: Everywhere you could ever buy a book, Will to Wild, Adventures Great and Small to Change Your Life. Yeah, it's out. So one
1: of the (laughs) things you talk about in there, um, or at least in the intro, so you define sort of what Will to Wild is, which first off I super appreciated because obviously it's a really like catchy sort of creative title, but like having your perspective on what it means added some color to what my initial assumption was. And I'm reading it as basically just being brave enough to be yourself. Is that how you would you would see it as well?
0: I love that. I mean, you actually said it better than I could. I think that's a huge piece of it. It's being brave enough to be yourself no matter what. But also for me, there's a lot of ways to, f- to figure out how to be yourself and a lot of things you could do. But I've always found that doing things in nature that have pushed me have allowed me to find the best sense of who I am. You know, it's also tested the worst parts of myself. But that's been my avenue. So there's all these books right now that are self-helpy and they're promoting gurus or psychedelics or whatever. And I was like, what if people just used nature and adventure as a way to get back to themselves?
1: Something that so I first of all, I love the the union between nature and and self-help. And it's interesting because, and I think we might've talked about this the last time you were on the show. um, And for anyone who never listened to that episode, we will get into an intro here in a second, but I I just want to sort of stay on this. Um, It almost allows the conversation of self-help to not be so focused on self-help. Um, and, and what I mean by that, like, I have a huge problem with the self-help industry. I think that it's it it takes advantage of people in a lot of ways. It exists largely because people are struggling and it plays into that to both fear. make a profit and also reinforce it so that there are more and more people to um, to make a profit from this concept of like tying adventure and, and nature and the outdoors into the process of becoming a better human. Like that's such a beautiful marriage to me. I would love to to dive just a little bit into like where that comes from for you and why that's such an important uh, um, communion.
0: Well, thanks for saying that. I I'm on the same page as you. I think that unfortunately we're in this time where We're kind of in the great anxiety. Everybody's anxious about something and AI is coming and whatever, yada, yada, yada. And I've found over the years that I've had my best experiences in the world in nature. Let me go back a little bit. When I was a little kid, I taught surfing lessons to women and they were mostly older than me. I was like 16 years old and these women were older. Often they were kind of going through divorce or a jobs transition or maybe they just wanted a little adventure. And at the time there weren't many surf schools. This was the first school ever in the world for women. And they would come and they would learn to ride a few waves. And shortly after, I'd get a call from at least one of them in the group. And one of them would say, Shelby, I quit my job, or they ended a relationship, or they were moving across the country to a place with a better beach. I mean, the kids, the the teacher of my nephews is um, someone I taught to surf at age 19. She fell in love with it. She was living in Canada at the time. She immediately quit her job, moved to San Diego, became a surf instructor, and then ended up becoming a teacher. She surfs better than me, and she's a teacher today. And I think the cool thing about wild ideas is that they keep propelling your life forward. And the great thing about adventure and nature is, for the most part, it's free. But it does a lot of things. First of all, time and nature is healing. So healing, and it's it's our human right to be in nature. And it's how we were born, it's free. And there's so many reasons why nature is good. So scientifically, time in nature has been proven to decrease our blood pressure, relax our nervous systems, boost our immunity. We're often able to make better decisions when we're in nature. We have to kind of calm down. We're often a little bit more present. And then there's this like X factor in nature, which is awe, so you you can experience awe when you're making love or listening to a beautiful song or you see a baby or you see a piece of art that just moves you. But the ability to experience awe in nature is, is really prevalent and awe is this feeling that takes you out of your head, makes you feel kind of small, but also more connected to the giant universe. You often feel grateful when you experience it, and you totally forget about whatever else was going on when you experience it. So some examples of experience on nature. Think about the times you've seen a magical sunset or a dolphin leap out of the ocean or an eagle swoop down and grab a snake or you're standing at the edge of a cliff and you see this great wide vista. Something happens immediately. You completely focus on the present moment One of the best examples is if you look up at a sky of stars, you often just feel small and connected and just awesome all at the same time. And you realize that we're just this little dot in this giant universe. And often immediately after you forget about whatever problem was bothering you. And there's not a pill in the world that does that for you. There's like no other pill that you can take that will make you feel that way. So I think that's one cool thing about nature. It's healing. The other thing about nature is there's so many great metaphors that it provides in life. The Most classic is like a rainbow. You know, you, you, you have to put up with the rain to see the rainbow, which if you think about like makes you feel better as a human, if you're going through a hard spot, you know, um, And then adventure is when you do something that scares you. So for most of us, it's not going to be climbing Everest. We wouldn't even do that. That's just way too far out of our realm. I'm never going to climb Mount Everest. Maybe it's just going on a local hike or to me, camping. I'm an adventure journalist. I host a podcast for REI. Like camping scares me every time. And I don't even really like it that much, but doing something like that or just going to a new trail that's enough to build courage. That's an adventure. An adventure is anything that like gets you out of your comfort zone. Maybe it's just watching the sunrise every morning. Maybe it's making a commitment to like go on a walk outside and smell flowers. Maybe it's gardening. It doesn't have to be grand. It just has to be meaningful and a little uncomfortable at first for you. But there's nothing that builds courage to me like doing an adventure. Once you do it, you're like, damn, I just did that. And The cool thing about adventure is like, you can kind of keep doing it. If there's a rock climbing spot where you live, you can keep going back there. Every day you scale a wall, you can't help but feel more badass. Every time you go surf a wave that previously scared you, you also can't help feel more badass. And when you combine the courage you get from adventure in the healing effects of nature, I think it creates this almost like synergistic effect. And so... I just wanted to write a book that said, "Hey, take this as your medicine. it's free. it's accessible to you if you go search it and maybe just think about these things a little bit differently because the truth is, is I've tried it all like I've tried the gurus I've like I've done a lot of yoga, I love yoga. Um, I live in a land I live in San Diego, right next to a town called Encinitas, which is like the land of like self-help gurus and I just have always found that people tend to change the most and feel the best about themselves when they do it themselves. And one way to do that, I'm not saying it's the only way. If Any guru says it's the only way, they're wrong. But like one way that's worked for me and a lot of my friends and the people that I'm around has been to go do something outside that scares you a little bit, but connects you to nature. Hey,
1: it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If Only in Theaters, May 17th. Do you wanna tell people the big news? five years trying to figure out who i am my father passed away in 2017 i prior to that moment had a a very rigid identity of working really hard uh the end game being retiring my parents one of the lessons that i had to learn is that you have no control over whether or not they live the moment where you get to retire them and show them this big payoff which then led to the last five years of trying to reprogram a lot of like what i felt was important that journey to figure yourself out is ridiculously hard the times that i made the most progress always had a connection to nature as a way to just be with yourself
0: i mean i think we're probably like cut from the same cloth in the sense that we have very similar beliefs. I've always really loved chatting with you and you're really thoughtful. Um, my dad passed away suddenly when I was 11 and it shaped me. I, it was sudden, it was a sudden heart attack and he was here one day gone the next and my sisters and I, they're older than I am, um, we're nine and five years apart. They each took different lessons. They mostly took the lesson that they needed to be financially responsible because He was a dentist. He had no insurance. Um, But I took with it that tomorrow is not guaranteed. And at points in my life, I could have used to learn how to turn off an off switch. But I think the point is, is like as we've grown and we've had all these digital devices and so many things to distract us. I absolutely agree with you that if you're in nature, like you have to be with yourself. And you have to slow down. And I think what's cool about nature is it tricks you into meditating. Like meditating is really good for us because we are forced to slow down. But like when you're surfing a wave or you're walking on a steep ridge or you're climbing up a rock wall, like you got to pay attention or you're going to fall. And you get into this like crazy flow like state. But it's fun and it's play. And I think it's almost in some ways like better than meditation because You're in a state of joy as you're focused and as you're calm and as you're experiencing awe awe. and there's just all these incredible emotions at once. And scientists are trying to study it more and more, but like you don't need a science textbook or a study to see how you feel.
1: Yeah. And I can, I can completely attest to that. So let's take a step back here. Um, I think there's probably a, a chunk of listeners who have no idea who you are or why we're having this conversation. So okay. uh, take us back, introduce who you are, the podcast, and and I would also love to hear like what led to the book right now specifically.
0: So I'm a longtime adventure journalist. I started writing about adventure and the power of adventure when I was 19 in um, like five San Diego local newspapers. I went to school at Emory in Atlanta, Georgia. I wanted to work at CNN. I was an intern there. I just didn't enjoy writing about politics or hard news or fires. And at the time when I graduated high school, I mean, college, there weren't jobs to be like an adventure journalist. I called the LA times and New York times. So I ended up getting this job on the Vans Warped Tour. I was, um, then I, it was really cool. It was a punk rock concert series that went to 60 cities in 60 days with like a hundred bands a day. It was chaos. And probably the most radical job a 22 year old woman could have, um, and after that I was ruined. I had to like get cool jobs the rest of my life. It was it was just <laughs> awful. So I've never been able to like have a boring job because the Vans company ruined me so much. They were kind enough to hire me to run women's marketing and international marketing. I probably wasn't qualified for the job, but I could kind of skateboard. I could kind of surf. I had a good education. I was exciting to talk to. <laughs> and, um, I had this great job from like 23 or four to 29. And at that point, I really wanted to go back to writing stories about adventures and people taking the path less traveled, but I was making good money and it was really hard to quit. And there's a lot of times we have decisions in our life where they don't make sense on paper. And that's really why i have been, ever since I made the decision to quit my job, I've wanted to write this book, Will to Wild, because so many people in 2009, when it was the height of the recession, told me I was absolutely crazy for quitting, and that I was stupid, and that I was going to fall flat on my face, and how could I leave this great job? And I spiraled into a deep depression, and depression runs deep in my family, and so it freaked me out. Um, but honestly, as soon as I like made the decision to quit my job, the depression lifted quite a bit. And I'm not going to say it was all peaches and ice cream afterwards. There was... Plenty of hard hiccups along the way, Um, so I ended up becoming a journalist. I wrote for ESPN, Outside Magazine, and then a business site that reported on the action, the business of the outdoor action sports industry. In twenty sixteen, magazines were shrinking; they had been shrinking. I chose a path and field that like shrinking, and I was like, "Well, I still want to tell stories, and I loved the interview process of journalism the best." And I always wished the magazines would just run a transcript of my interviews. So I didn't have to actually like craft these sound bites into stories, which kind of sometimes sounded smarmy too. Um, And podcasting was alive and well. Um, It was still kind of early, not super early, but early enough. And I'd loved listening to Tim Ferriss, but I always wished he interviewed more women and more adventurers. And someone was like, Shelby, start a podcast. Like you have all the skills, you know, marketing, you know, journalism, you know, sales, just do it. And I took a business accelerator class and started Wild Ideas Worth Living. And someone was like, you should get REI to subsidize this. They're doing this campaign called Force of Nature where they're celebrating women in the outdoors. And so I contacted REI and they were like, who are you? (laughs) But they were really nice and I stayed in touch. I got other sponsors, I funded it on my own and then through just hustling, um, working with other brands, the show was doing pretty well. And I contacted REI six months later and at that point, I was lucky. They're like, hey, we're actually maybe thinking about getting into podcasting. Let's talk. And so I worked with REI for a couple of years. Um, we did a deal where they sponsored the podcast. And then in 2020, they asked if they could buy it outright. And at that point, I was like, I don't want to sell my podcast. But the truth is, is I'd written on a business plan to sell it to REI. So um, I sold the podcast in the beginning of 2020. Um, REI, I'd written down On my business plan that i wanted to reach people and help them use adventure and nature as a catalyst to improve their lives and i couldn't think of another brand that was better than rei that did that for people already they supply gear for people to get outside and improve their life and they're really cool like they're just a nice company they're like a co-op they're they're inclusive they're they're cool And so it's been a really great partnership and the podcast has kept going. But I think during the pandemic, we were just seeing people return to nature and we all had more time on our hands. And I know it's like the cliche story, but I also watched my mom just bust out a book in five months. And I was like, wow, my mom's like 76. She's busted out a book. I've been talking about writing a book since I was 20 years old. And I was like, it's time. And I had tried to sell a book four different times in my life. I had written a memoir. I'd written something else. And some of the stories from that memoir that I tried to write many years ago, starting in my 20s, are in Will to Wild, versions of it. And I had some hiccups on the road to publishing Will to Wild. Um, It wasn't supposed to come out for a couple more years. The publishing process is really slow. And I was like, no, the time is now. And I I wasn't very patient during the process. I think it could have I could have used to become more patient. Um, I'm used to newspaper and magazine journalism, but yeah. So that's why now that's a little bit about my story. I've always been a surfer. I grew up in San Diego, but I went to school in Atlanta, Georgia and surfing and hiking for me have been really important in my life. I was also a soccer player. So I didn't find surfing until a little bit later in life and the ocean and water did something for me that a green grass soccer field or a dirt track, because I used to also run track and cross country, didn't do for me. I think it was just healing and no one in my family was adventury. My dad was from New York, Brooklyn. My mom was from Pittsburgh, but they were super supportive. I was lucky I'm, I'm from a good family and I volunteered at an organization that takes kids that are a little bit at risk or live in parts where they don't exactly have access to the beach. Um, I work with an organization called Outdoor Outreach that takes kids surfing, rock climbing, mountain biking, et cetera, and helps them transform their self-esteem through the power of the outdoors.
1: This episode is all about taking more risks in your life. But one thing you should never take a risk with is your online safety. That's where today's sponsor NordVPN comes in. Here's how it works. Imagine you're driving a car. If you leave your house and you go straight to work, anyone can see where you came from what route you took and who you are that's what happens anytime you go to a website online but with a vpn all of that information is protected so you get all the benefit of being online and browsing the internet without being watched and nordvpn is the fastest vpn out there with over 5600 servers across 60 different countries actually did a speed test with my nordvpn account and i have just about the same speed as i do without being connected with significantly more protection. And speaking of protection, I love NordVPN's dark web monitor feature. They scan the dark web to make sure that any like sensitive information, like your passwords, your credit card information, aren't compromised. And if they are, you get to find out early and that can make a huge difference in protecting yourself. So yeah, I feel a lot safer online with NordVPN and I think you will too. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com TLBC. You'll get a massive discount off of a NordVPN plan as well as a free bonus gift. And it's completely risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Head over to nordvpn.com TLBC or click the link in the description of this episode to learn more. How did you end up in San Diego in the first place? And how did you discover surfing as an option for you?
0: I think like a lot of kids, I was lucky my dad was a debt was in the Navy and my stepdad was also in the Navy. So my real dad was a dentist in the Navy. My stepdad was here because he wrestled for the Navy and had some silly job because he was a good wrestler. Um, and so I was born here. I found surfing. Um, because. Every boy in my little school surfed, but there were no women that surfed, and so I begged my mom to send me to this camp that was subsidized by San Diego State University, where she worked. And you could take surfing in the morning, or sailing, or windsurfing, or kayaking, and water skiing was super fun. Sailing was pretty boring, although it became fun later on when we were in bigger boats. Um, but as like an eight-year-old, you're in a sabat, and it's kind of scary and intimidating. And there's not a lot of wind in San Diego, but um, surfing was awesome it just was intimidating because i was one of the only women and one day i had a female instructor and i just like fell in love with her she was so cool um she was really smart she taught fluent she was fluent in french and spanish and taught sat classes so my mom liked her and she's the one who ended up starting this all women's surf school surf diva which is the largest surf school in the world and she became like my babysitter i mean now she's my best friend I just took her kids surfing yesterday. It's, it's awesome. It's come full circle.
1: Um, something else I wanted to, to jump at from your story. With the podcast, you started the podcast, you reached out to REI. What was the timeline between that first like contact and the eventual sale to them? Like a few years, um, I'm guessing?
0: 2016 to 2020, so four years.
1: Okay. So you mentioned in there that you know when you reach back out whatever whenever that was maybe 2019 maybe 2020 you got lucky because they happened to sort of be looking into moving into podcasting themselves and I really love that you used the words lucky I find that a lot of people who do the work that we do and find some success at whatever level um kind of view the word lucky as like a bad word um as opposed to just I mean, there's so much you can't control. Like you can't control if REI is looking for a podcast, but you do control that you initially reached out to them and then stayed in touch and that it was so many things I've done in my things. Yeah.
0: There's so many things I've done in my life. I look back and I tried really hard and it just didn't work out. It wasn't because I wasn't smart. It was just because I was unlucky. Like for many years as a kid, I wanted to be an action sports TV host. And when I was trying this, it was early two thousands. And the other host of this action sports TV show. Like I drove to LA. I like caught the meeting. She was a playboy model. Like I don't look anything like a playboy model. And I couldn't compete in the way that, you know, aesthetically that, that she couldn't, it sucked. And I was bummed. And I was like, and so many times I tried to break in and I just like, I didn't get there, but like, I didn't beat myself up about it. I didn't try to change my body. I just was like, okay, well, whatever. Like life, the universe will just point me somewhere else. And I think you have to keep showing up and doing the work for luck to happen. But like, yeah, it's really interesting, Greg. I interviewed this guy recently who spent seven years walking around the world. His name is Tom Tursich. And I said, what's the biggest thing that surprised you that you learned? And he says that we're not really as affected So much by our will as our circumstance Mm. and i was like what do you mean i just read this book called will to wild where (laughs) you like you're the one who controls your circumstance and he's like honestly no like i met plenty of talented people who are just born on the long side of a borderline Mm. and i just went to mexico on friday and it's only 40 minutes from my door to cross the border and i never go to mexico because i don't know lately like We've heard stories of it being difficult at the same time. I have friends who go surf there all the time and it's not difficult for them. But as soon as you cross the border, people have very different circumstances Yeah. and it's 40 minutes away. So you are kind of like luck is luck plays into a lot of things and you just have to do the best you can with what you're given. And I've been really lucky in a lot of ways of my life and, You know, I've dealt with some things where I feel like I'm so unlucky. But um, the REI thing, I think, was was really timing and luck. Like, yeah, I'd put in the work. Yes, I was in the right place, the right time. I had the right background and had been doing this for years. But it is kind of weird. It was the first time where I felt so aligned in like my heart and my direction and my goals. And it just so worked out seamlessly. And there's been a few times where that's happened. And it's always when I'm doing what I think is the right thing and I really believe it. I think people feed off of your energy and they know when you're like not very genuine. Mm
1: -hmm. And
0: I can give you an example. There was a time where I just really needed to make money and I tried to take this multi level marketing job selling vitamins. And like I hit so many roadblocks and I was just stuck with this like giant thing of vitamins that made me. P this like color of yellow that's like <laughs> highlighter yellow of, of my book it was like so disgusting and it's because i just wasn't in it and other people yeah. knew it they weren't going to buy from me
1: this episode is brought to you by la quinta by window Yeah, yeah. I first of all, I think anyone who does stuff online has had the canon event of of doing some multi level marketing thing. I, I think it got all of us at some point. Um, I this luck. Conversation Wait, what did is, you
0: sell multi level marketing wise? So, Oils?
1: Uh, no, it was like online courses.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you but this luck that. thing
1: is really important to me because to your point or to your friend's point, this concept of like just being born a few feet on the wrong side of the border, like and that border is arbitrary anyway. Like I, I was born and spent the first seven ish years in a developing country, and I happen to have the parents I have that were willing to sort of take this step and then even although that percentage of people who were brave enough to take this step a significant portion ended up getting deported or ended up like just not never really making anything happen like there's so much luck involved with me being in this position right now even down to the beginning of this podcast like timing was completely on my side and i had no idea going into it i just started a thing the 27th podcast I ever started, though most of those were for for clients prior. Um, But I happened to launch it right at this moment. And then something happened to happen like a month later that I got to ride the wave of. And um,
0: hold on, you started 27 podcasts before you started this?
1: Yeah, so I hosted three shows prior. um, But after my first show, I started getting a lot of client interest to launch shows. So I did i think 24 shows for clients before i launched this podcast
0: greg i hope you write an op-ed or an article that says i started 27 podcasts before i started the one that worked
1: maybe one day i will
0: it's amazing i mean congratulations that's amazing Thank you. that shows that your, you have to, so to, much tenacity
1: i mean to your to to the um the luck conversation though That's really all it comes down to, right? Because none of the shows that I did before are still around. Even the ones that were for clients, like they did maybe a year, maybe a year and a half, and it wasn't really working. So they moved on. Um, This only worked because it was the right idea at the right time. And it was the right idea at the right time because I moved really fast on it but it wasn't like i had some grand strategy of like timing the market it just happened to work out totally um so as we 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 sort of transition to the end here i want to get your just general view on what you hope happens as a result of this book like if you could snap your fingers and and let's think about it from the individual like i read this book What in your mind is the best case scenario for me to sort of walk away with?
0: For me, I hope you just keep hiking and you keep booking more hiking trips. So for people who are already adventurous, this is just a hall pass that says like, keep going, like keep doing this. It brings you joy. Maybe double down on it. Like maybe next year you book two different hiking trips, Um, maybe do a winter trip too. And for those who just haven't, you know, maybe it's that you book a trip or you take your mom on a picnic or you just do something outside in nature and think about it a little bit differently and take some time for yourself to like find your why, you know, why is it? That's a really big part of this book. This book is an adventure book and a kind of a guidebook, but it's also really disguised as a whole book on how to get over fear. I know I don't always look like, this most scared person, but like I'm scared of a lot of things. I'm scared of making big decisions and failing and falling on my face. And for me, every time I've done a little thing outside that's given me courage, I've become less afraid. So this book is just, I hope you become a little less afraid and you go outside and do something in nature that brings you joy. And that's, that's the point. Like we don't know if tomorrow is guaranteed Um, that's not to say to be reckless about it but like what's the point if you can't dose yourself with a little joy
1: yeah yeah I I think that I'm excited to see what people who pick up this book sort of decide to do in the long term because as I said at the start like I have nature to thank for helping me figure out who I was and obviously I'm still on that journey and and very much ever know who we are really (laughs) absolutely not um but every time i step away from this computer and go and do something in the world and actually experience the world that we live in it reminds me that there there's more than just this there's more than just the like everyday hustle and yes i have big goals and yes i have these things i want to work towards but the purpose should be to experience the world and and life around me, as opposed to just doing it for, like, doing its sake.
0: Yeah, and I hope people can just also, there's some, some, some strategies about humor and some conversations about it. Like, humor is really important to me. And something that we've kind of lost collectively as a society, we take everything so seriously and we're canceling each other left and right. And, like, there's always been people with, like, Terribly awful different viewpoints than us. And I don't know. I hope we can just lean into humor a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Shelby, thank you so much for for taking the time to be here. Where can we find the podcast? um, And what's the best link for the books?
0: Um, Well, you can find all my podcasts at shelbystanger.com. I have another one called Vitamin Joy that's on hold, but probably coming back very soon. Um, And that's more about the intersection of mental health and humor um and wild ideas worth living is an rei co-op studios production you can find that everywhere you listen to podcasts you can buy will the wild everywhere books are sold even at rei.com amazon.com your local independent bookstore barnes and noble goodreads get it <laughs> there's actually a lot of like i wrote this book so that it was easy to read there were stories from all types of adventures but at the end of each chapter, there's like a little guidebook. So if you don't like to read a lot, like I don't always have a ton of time to read, you can just get to the good stuff and be like, okay, this is what to do. 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 And you don't have to believe anything I say. And I say that in the beginning of the book, you get to take what you like and leave the rest. And uh, that's it. Hope you all get a little wild.
1: Yeah. And I will say just as a, a testament to that, the book is very well written. Oh, thank um, you. Like I remember uh, diving into the intro and it, was one of the first books in a while that really like pulled me in. That was like nonfiction because I read a lot of fiction and, and well, that's love fi- that that's sort of storytelling, genial. but you do a really great job. Pick up a copy of Shelby's book anywhere you buy your books. Links, of course, are in the description of this episode. And be sure to listen to her podcast, Wild Ideas, whenever you're ready for your next adventure. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Greg Clunas, And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day.